Hello, everybody. This is Big 12 Football and Beyond. I'm Chris Landry for this Wednesday, January 29th. Appreciate you joining us as we talk all things college football every day and certainly focus um, on a specific conference every day in detail. So we'll keep you up to date as we say, uh, as we've switched this now. It's going into what, second, third week we've done this to where uh, we make sure that we're covering the national scene uh, each and every day at the top so that whatever's happening, you get it, the most updated information. And then we go into more in-depth analysis and information around the conference. So got a lot to get to today. A reminder that since we've switched this over, you'll want to check out Landry Football's conference call on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, sign up for Landry Football's Conference Call. That'll get you all of these podcasts. Yes, we got SEC on Monday, ACC on Tuesday, Wednesdays today on the Big Ten. We've got the Big 12 on Thursday and Friday the Pac-12. But again, we will mix it up at the top um, with whatever is the most relevant and details around the country. So you want to listen at least to the top of the show every day because that's where you may be missing some information that's coming about uh, outside of the conference that we are focusing on that particular day. Also, talking about relevant Group of Five information um, within the region, and we try to kind of put it in the region. Um, we talked about uh, on uh, ACC Day, we talked about um, Lenore Ryan's safety, Kyle Duggar, and the way he performed at the senior bowl practices and his draft prospects. So, you know, uh, it's it's a lot going on this time of year. Um, people have always said, you're going to have a show all year round. Yeah, there's more information that's just scattered around that we need to pull together for you uh, in the off season. And it's a lot about recruiting. It's a lot about transfer portal. Uh, the coaching, assistant coaching movement, it's gradually dying down. Now, I think there's going to be some more of that uh, after signing day next Wednesday. But that's going to settle down. And then before you know it, spring practice. Well, we've got a lot of information. We also, because we are bridge, uh, we bridge the pro and the college game from high school all the way to college, we're going to obviously be talking a lot about the draft and the combine coming up. So we know that a lot of you are pro fans, but – even the college fans are interested in how maybe your favorite college guy is going to move on. So we've got it all covered for you right here. Thanks to our great folks at 401k Generation, Eddie Rojas and his team of financial professionals that can help you achieve your financial goals, be it a 401k, an IRA, whatever. Are you doing the right things? Are you meeting your goals? you got to have a plan. You know, like you need a, a medical checkup every year or every six months, get a financial checkup. You know, understanding the market, understanding the risk, understanding how much you need to risk relative to your age. There are a lot of things that are out there. Don't try to take it into your own hand and assume you know from what your neighbor says or whatever. You know my feeling on that. If you want legal advice, go to a lawyer. You want medical advice, go to a doctor. You want tax advice, go to a CPA. You know, I always say when people talk about football, everybody's got an opinion. Now, listen, I'm not saying that what we do in football is as important as those other areas in terms of life. But, you know, why would you concern about, you know, who 
thinks a player is good or this or that if they haven't done it. If you haven't coached it, you haven't scouted it uh, at a high level, then you it's a lot different than just the people that talk about it just for fun. That's basically the fantasy football world of of um, of evaluating and not reality. So we've we believe and firmly believe that you got to have the skins on the wall to have an opinion that really matters in our minds. That's I that's the way I've always believed. Well, that's why you want to reach out to great folks at 401k generation. They've got the skins on the wall, the proven rate of success to help you understand your financial situation, help you with your goals and the best path to get there. So get your financial checkup today. Call or text at 1-866-998-5879. Now, they're licensed in all 50 states. So regardless of where you're listening to them, which state, you can call them, you can text them, and just say, hey, I'd like to talk with you. Heard about you on the Landry Football's Conference Call podcast. Want to just kind of get a little bit of a checkup, get a little bit of a feel for what you do. Hey, no no commitment. No, you may have somebody that may be doing a good job. Just get another checkup. So, again, call or text at 1-866-998-5879. If you got a business you want to promote, we can help you with that as well. Go to LandryFootball.com, hit Contact Chris, and we will get TJ in touch with you. TJ's the man. He's the, the brains behind the business and the marketing part of this group of podcasts. Of course, we've got our NFL podcast. Uh, we are going to have that today. We will go in-depth in breaking down the Super Bowl as we get to our last football game. Football game of any sort until start saying spring practice and OTAs, which are not games, but we've got that covered for you. And we are looking at ways to expand that, want to do that more than one day a week. But we're involving some new folks behind the scenes. Takes uh, takes a village to make sure that these podcasts come out every day and, and whatnot. So we want to make sure that we take care of that. We've got the college one like we like it. We want to get the NFL one. That's a little bit more pre- – I'm thinking Monday, Wednesday, Friday because there's just so much information that's going on. And, you know, my goal is to make these a little bit crisper and sharper so that we get you in and out. We know you've got a busy day. So <clears throat> where are we in college football today? <clears throat> in terms of national news outside the conference, not a big day of immediate news. Now, again, you go back and listen to yesterday, Monday – uh, a lot of stuff has gone on, but probably the biggest news was Tennessee, University of Tennessee, um, taking one of their own back, Jay Graham, uh, who was at Texas A&M as a co-offensive coordinator, running back coach at Texas A&M for Jimbo Fishers, returning home, um, played football at Tennessee for Philip Fulmer. He has a prior history with Jeremy Pruitt. They were, both were uh, on the Florida State staff um, when Jimbo was there. And so uh, it, it's don't know that anybody else could have gotten Jay Graham to leave Jimbo Fisher. Um, but mama calls, as they say. Tennessee calls home, and it's a really good get for them. Um, 
So really, he's a native. If you remember when Jake Kent came out, he's from North Carolina, Concord, North Carolina. And he's a good recruiter and a good coach. So good get for Jeremy and very curious to see where um, what he's able to do. By the way, we are now, as you know, a week from today is the February signing day. Uh, you call it National Signing Day, I guess. It's the second of the two dates, the bigger one. It's December. So you know, uh, and I did a little pieces on on uh, LandryFootball.com that I think is going to really help you get better prepared and a better understanding of these players. You know, you get, you know, my feeling is I get the whole five, four-star, three-star, and I've incorporated into my grades because that's how people relate to it. It's just kind of like the industry standard. Kind of like, you know, when people – Call it, hey, make a Xerox copy of this. Well, there is no such thing as a Xerox copy. Xerox is a name of a copier, but we just kind of we kind of label it as that. So I get that. Just so you know, there, there are no schools anywhere that grade players five-star, four-star, three-stars. It's about evaluating a player to a standard. You've heard me talk about that before. So you, you grade players, and I've got the grading chart out there over at LandryFootball.com, so you want to take advantage of it. So what I've taken is the top 300 or so players, and we have the got them ranked and we basically put them into three categories. The blue gradage, which would translates to the five stars, and then the high red grades, which is the four-star plus guys. And then the remaining four stars, which are red grades. And uh, rather than go into the details, you can read it up there as to what those grades mean, how does it translate to the college game just based upon studying them on film. Now, full disclosure, I don't get to know these kids like I know the draft prospects. I know them based upon a little bit of their background from college coaches and doing my consulting work for college coaches. I get to know a little bit about them. Um, but I look at film on about 500 or so players quickly to add whatever I can to help in my consulting work and then translate that to you. So I've got the players, got them in an order, got the grades, but it's got little scouting report notes on them so that you know more about them. And so you know what they're getting. Now, of the top 300 all but about like 25 have already signed or pretty much already signed. And about 25 players going into next Wednesday uh, either have not signed, um, maybe have committed, but maybe a wavering from their commitment. So we've got a special post that's uh, where the top uncommitted players could end up. We got that for you. And, oh, yeah, we, we're off and running for the class of 2021 because the colleges are. You can check out the post we got on the class of 2021 scouting notes on the top 100 recruiting prospects. And then our notebooks every day has got chock full of recruiting information in our college football notebook. So you want to check that out for all the latest. I am most curious about uh, – and, and, by the way, uh, another quick note, you know we've got a lot of free information and content on LandryFootball.com, but most of it, it is premium. It's a membership. Uh, 
I call this season, technically it's football season until the Super Bowl is over. I'm jumping the gun. But it's scouting season for 30 out of 32 NFL teams and obviously all the college programs. So, you know, I figured what is a way to make folks uh, get a better feel for what we do at the best rate possible. So, again, we've once again once again slashed our prices to get you on board to learn more about what we do on LandryFootball.com. You can try it out for a month or three months, but for a full year, we've got a tremendous savings. All you got to do is go to LandryFootball.com. You'll see on the right side, join today, and you'll see scouting season offer, big sale. Check on that. Uh, it's a great way to get involved and tell your friends. So, the storylines that I'm looking for for next week is is the 25 or so guys where they may end up. The guy that has been talked about the most, and we've talked about it this week, a couple of shows, is Zach Evans. Where is he going to end up? I'm not even willing to venture. I mean, look, A&M, you know, he's uh, Georgia, A&M, you know, Going to take a late visit to USC, not take a visit. I mean, going to be interesting to see if that lad even <laughs> where he ends up. Probably won't be until he shows up on campus till we know for sure. But it'll be interesting to see and follow that because he's a very talented guy. He's one of the top players I saw on film, 10, 15 players I saw on film this year. And, you know, it, he's just had – some issues off the field. I don't know from talking to coaches if he's a bad kid. He just seems to be a lot to handle. And I don't know maturity level-wise. He's going to be high maintenance. Who's willing to take that chance? Well, you know there's some that will. Um, but is he too high maintenance to where an A&M, an LSU, an Alabama, a Georgia, a Florida, a Tennessee, they're not going to fool with, and maybe he can slip to an Ole Miss type? Maybe, probably not. It's sounding like Georgia, you know, may be back in it. So we'll we'll follow that. The other one that I think is really interesting is Jordan Birch out of Columbia, South Carolina, the best pass rusher since Jadavian Clowney's come out of that region. Uh, and he's a South Carolina commitment. But it's – really looking strong that he's going to go to LSU. That's what I'm getting from both sides there. I think South Carolina is going to make a strong late run to try to get the young lad home. And look, when you have a kid that's going back and forth from a couple of schools and one of them is right in their backyard, that's always tough to get them away. So we shall see. A bunch of other guys, I'm not going to go through all of them, but Avante Williams, Broderick Jones, um, McKinley Jackson, uh, Ashad Clayton, uh, 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 Damon Clowney, I think, is going to Ole Miss. We've got an update on the ones that have not yet uh, signed or committed. Well, some of them have committed, but there's a potential of wavering. We've got that all covered for you. So that is your recruiting um, assignment. Go on LandryFootball.com and check that out. So as we get into the Big Ten, want to – talk a little bit about uh, guys, some guys, and again, got the complete list on LandryFootball.com from my work at the Senior Bowl this past week. Um, been um, Senior Bowl every year since 1974. Um, 
in doing my work for teams, obviously through that time, and I started working for the Blesto Scouting Combine, one of the NFL scouting organizations. It's still in effect. Uh, and then eventually National and National Football Scouting, where I ran the Combine and, and did that. And then obviously my time with the Browns and the Oilers and the Titans. And certainly now doing my consulting work, it's been, uh, gosh, how many years is that? 46, 46, something in that range. Uh, it's always a good environment to evaluate players. We've got the complete recap of who helped themselves the most and why we've got a player by player scouting notes every player at the senior ball got it up at landryfootball.com and that's obviously would take hours to go through talking about it but you can quickly get to who you want to learn about by going through LandryFootball.com, why you want to be a member. But I do want to talk about some guys in the Big Ten that I thought really helped themselves and did a good job. It does not guarantee a certain draft slide or anything like that, but it is a strong indication of what a guy can do in this type of environment. I don't think anybody helped themselves in the Big Ten more this past week than Michigan's Josh, uh, Josh Ushi, the edge rusher. You know, he's 250 pounds, and he's a bit of a tweener. But he can rush the quarterback down or up, and his hands down or standing up. He doesn't have the edge rusher build, but he's got outside backer ability that can turn and run and bend. This guy's really helped himself, and I think probably could end up in a day two um, position. Uh, I like this guy a lot. Um, you know, I look at him and I think typical Pittsburgh Steeler outside backer that can really rush the passer. Uh, you could see him doing things um, for uh, a New England type of guy. Uh, that type of guy, I think, is is what, uh, what you look at. Uh, he does things movement-wise like a Ninkovich and, and people like that that uh, have been very, very successful um, coming down the pike. Ohio State's Austin Mack, I thought, did a good job in the game and in the week. I thought the receivers did a good job as a whole for Ohio State. Uh, I think um, K.J. Hill, much like Terry McLaurin, uh, tore up the Senior Bowl last year and then was, quite frankly, on his way to being Rookie of the Year with the Redskins, had a phenomenal year. K.J. Hill was the same thing. Boy, is he smooth, is he fluid, great route running technician he's not real impressive physically not going to win a lot of contested catches you know he's he's one of those guys that can separate make you miss get open and catch the football good hands catches everything route running ability very very advanced did a really good job Austin Mack did a good job uh, a guy again we will talk about players within the region that are not in the big but Dayton's tight end, Adam Troutman, who I saw a little bit this year, uh, not a lot, got uh, the tape coming in, so I'm going to do my full, complete uh, workup on him. He had a good week of practice, and he did a good job in the game. He's 6'6", 253. Um, and, you know, he didn't do a whole lot in the game, but, man, did he have a really good week. What a good-looking player. Very good athleticism in space. Good technique uh, blocker. Um, could high point the ball, catch the ball out of frame. Thought he did a really good job running routes. Very impressed for someone 
uh, from the program that he came from. Nothing against Dayton, but very advanced. I mean, this is this is a Big Ten player that was playing at Dayton. Was a complete tight end. Flew it in and out of his breaks. Uh, I think this guy can really help. I, I don't know that I would say that he's the next George Kittle, but this guy's got some ability to be an inline guy that is a complete, versatile, um, two-way tight end that is along those lines. I thought Shea Patterson did a good job. Um, you know, he got a little bit better. He's not a starting caliber quarterback in the league, in my view. But he did show some nice touches and did some good things. I thought he overall he had a pretty good week. I thought Kenny Willicks did a really good job as they moved the edge um, rusher to strong side linebacker most of the week. You know, he's a 4-3 defensive end. He's 254. He's thought of as more of a 3-4 outside backer. Uh, he did a really good job. He worked um, was with the Lions, obviously, were coaching him. Bo Davis, the D-line coach, who I actually coached and recruited back in the day uh, to LSU, and Bo's been an outstanding coach college with Nick Saban now in the NFL um, I thought Kenny did a good job making the transition I don't think people understand how difficult it is to make that transition uh, really really good he's you know in terms of a defensive end doesn't have quite the length he's a little bit uh, uh, stiff but boy he can rush the passer and I think he'll be a good 3-4 outside backer uh, some other guys that, that I thought did a really good job at maybe uh, in and out of the area, uh, keep an eye out on <clears throat> St. John's, Minnesota's offensive tackle, Ben Barch. Yeah, he is a Division three player that, again, I only got to peek at this year on film uh, and on my way to studying more and more tape on him. Really did a solid job in the run game in the Senior Bowl, and that's part of the, the beauty of the Senior Bowl going good against good. Um, I thought his footwork and hand usage were very, very good. Um, you know, he moved, they played tackle, they played him inside. This kid's got a lot of ability. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to go as high as Ali Marpet did a few years ago, but he'll be the highest Division three player um, taken since Ali Marpet. So I thought he was really <clears throat> outstanding. The usual suspects nationally that you're probably familiar with Thought Justin Herbert was good at quarterback. The Oregon um, uh, quarterback did a good job. Michael Perrine continues to show good vision, advanced run instincts. Thought Denzel Mims of Baylor was the best receiver. Um, Josh Jones of Houston was the best offensive lineman. Javon Kinlaw, um, you know, what an outstanding defensive tackle. I, he, he is closing the gap on Derrick Brown, and I think that people will be split 50-50 on who's their best tackle on their board in the league um, coming out in this draft with Brown and Kinlaw. Um, we mentioned Yushi, um Darnay Holmes of UCLA corner, Terrell Lewis of Alabama, just some other guys. Folks got complete lists. That's what LandryFootball.com is for. Everybody, lots of Michigan, got a lot of Big Ten guys, Ohio State guys. Other guys from the Big Ten, we got up, um, again, check it out. They were mainly on – and look, look at the North and South squad. We're doing it differently now as we kind of split things based upon who we want to see in some of the one-on-one -on -one matchups. So you, you will sometimes see guys mixed in terms of you think they're going to be in the North and then they're South and vice versa. So make sure that you check that out. 
over at LandryFootball.com. The, the latest transfer news around the Big Ten, Nebraska, redshirt junior running back Jalen Bradley is going to enter the transfer portal. He's a former three-star kid in 2017 class. Um, need looking for a little bit more playing time as the, the corner Tony Butler has entered the portal. Big corner safety guy, two-time academic All-Big Ten. He's graduated, so he's going to be a graduated transfer kid. Wisconsin, uh, redshirt senior running back Roderick Shaw has entered the portal. Uh, looking for a medical hardship. Obviously lost behind some really good guys behind Nikita Watson uh, and Julian Davis. Of course, we know about Jonathan Taylor. So he didn't get much playing time. And this is an opportunity I'm excited. While I the transfer portal is not very well managed or organized, the opportunity with some of those guys to be able to, particularly if you graduate with all these guys coming in early, it's a great opportunity for those guys to get a chance to play. Peyton Ramsey, the Indiana, has entered the portal. Took over as a starter for Indiana midway through the 19 season when um, Michael Penix had a collarbone injury. Um, he's, I think, a guy that can be a good one-year starter decision maker. Um, not a Justin Fields type of guy that's going to come in. Uh, not a not a Joe Burrow type of guy either, but guy that can come in and help somebody. Uh, Peyton Manziel from uh, Iowa is transferred to Abilene Christian, quarterback there. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Nathan Stanley's moved on, um, uh, but they've got Spencer Petrus and Alex Padilla. Um, he's looking, again, more opportunity to play. Penn State's redshirt sophomore wide receiver Justin Shorter is transferring to Florida. <clears throat> Former five-star kid, 6'4", 235, redshirted the first year. Played a complimentary role. Uh, not a fast guy, but a guy that can really go up and get the football. And he's got great size on the ball. Um, Rutgers redshirt senior wide receiver Muhammad Jabby, uh, as well as their center Michael Mayetti, uh, has entered the transfer portal. Um, Minnesota's um, redshirt junior defensive back Philip Howard has withdrawn his name. He's going to return to Minnesota, and I'm glad he did. He was... A 2016 class recruit, three-star kid, lined up at wide receiver for them, caught a dozen or so balls, decided to switch them over and switch them over to the defensive side in 2018. Played 11 games at cornerback this season. Had a pick and a forced fumble. Um, so good that he gets a chance to come in. Um, you know, so uh, to, 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 good that he decided to come back, rather. Uh, I think he can certainly help them from a leadership standpoint. Former Michigan redshirt running back Jordan Castleberry transferred to Maryland. Uh, you know, 5'7", 185, was walked on at Michigan last offseason. Didn't see the field. He's going to have to sit out this year, it looks like. Three years of eligibility remaining for, for that young lad. Wisconsin senior linebacker Griffin Grady. He's also entered the portal. Uh, he left the team last summer. Now he's looking for a new landing spot in Nebraska. Redshirt senior linebacker Pernelli uh, Jefferson. Pernell Jefferson's left the team. Um, uh, he's 62-50. Didn't appear in the game. So, again, a lot of these are not surprises, but it's just a FYI. Um, and Indiana redshirt senior Corey Crunk transferred to Iowa as a graduate. Like this kid, he's you know, 6'5", he's 320. 
limited to four games due to an ankle injury. Um, you know, he's an experienced guy. You know, he hadn't had the time in the Iowa system. He, he's kind of a guy that's got experience that comes in. They've got um, set with Alaric Jackson returning at left tackle. Uh, I do think Kronk's going to have a chance to earn that right tackle spot come the fall. So we'll keep an eye on that for you in the spring and all the way through early fall practice. Recruiting news, three-star, 2021 defensive end Rodney McGross, committed to Indiana, uh, really good get for them. He's 6'6", 230. <clears throat> He's one of the top half-dozen players in the state of Indiana. Really good prototypical size for a pass rusher. Guy that can set the edge in the run game, gets a little bit stronger. He'll be able to do that at the NFL level as well. Took visits to Michigan and Penn State and Notre Dame. This is a guy that's a little bit poorly graded. He's a little better than the three-star guy. He's a really good player, good get for the Hoosiers. Um, Gavin Cook, he's a 2020 defensive back. A kid, this is a kid, a perfect example. He's a no-rank guy. He's 6'1", 180. Uh, he is going to Iowa as a preferred walk-on. He's a good-looking player. I've seen him play. He's a guy that should be ranked. He's definitely a two-star, uh, close to being a three-star type of guy. He attended Marin Catholic High School um, and um, the same school that uh, Spencer Petras, the uh, Iowa quarterback, um, Really good player. I do know that Cal and Oregon and Arizona State and Notre Dame and Penn State begin to jump on him late. He's going to Iowa as a preferred walk-on. That's really good as a guy that's going to earn a scholarship and play and play well for the Hawks. So remember that name, Gavin Cook. Uh, again, a lot of guys get maybe misevaluated uh, in the recruiting junket. Uh, and so keep that in mind. Indiana also got another verbal commitment from a three-star defensive end in the 2020 class. Jalen Malaya, uh, he's a Georgia native, 6'6", 212. Got to put on some weight, obviously. Lawrenceville, Georgia native. Um, but this is the type of guy you got to put some meat on the bones and really develop. He's uh, a top 100 player in the state of Georgia, a guy that maybe gets a little bit overlooked. <clears throat> you know, Georgia doesn't look for a lot of developmental guys. They're on the hunt for the Blue star, high red type guys, um, you know, five star, four star plus guys. Um, and, and you, he's that's a really good get. Tom Allen's done a good job in the Florida Georgia area recruiting. Cincinnati, out of conference, but in the region, received a verbal from I think a really good receiver in Chris Scott, six two one seventy five. He had some offers. Uh, I, Michigan had some interest. Iowa State, Pitt, West Virginia. It's from Pickerington, Ohio. Um, it's a really good player. He's the top 25 player in the state of Ohio. Really good get for Cincinnati to keep him away from some Big 12 and Big 10 schools within the region. Uh, two-star defensive end Dominic Perry uh, also committed to Cincinnati. Um, he's a depth guy. He's got good size. He's 245 pounds, currently at 6'3 in his frame. A good player that can, I think, help in the rotation for Cincinnati. Probably not a starter for them but a really good player. Luke Fickle's done a really good job of finding his niche in recruiting. Maryland received a verbal from four-star defensive tackle in the 2021 class. Good get for Mike Loxley and crew. Tazee Johnson, 6'2", 276. Uh, he had a great visit with them recently. 
He was really impressed with what they're doing there, facilities and the culture there. He's from Washington, D.C. Quick motor, high energy player. Um, he's got to put some more, you know, weight. This is a guy that's going to be a, a 290 pound player before it's all said and done. Some coaching news you've heard by now. Um, Youngstown State head coach Bo Pelini's headed to LSU, back to LSU, to be defensive coordinator for Ed Orgeron. Um, you know, Bo left LSU after being the coordinator for Les Miles in 2007 National Championship, became the Nebraska head coach, and uh, did, did a much better job than I think people realized. But there was some certainly some personality conflicts, and um, certainly Nebraska hadn't won as many games, but that's a place where I think how you fit in means an awful lot and really well-liked by his players, but by the administration, this did not go over very well. So <clears throat> Bo went on to Youngstown State. He's looking to get back in and maybe get another bite at the apple at uh, another big-time head coaching spot. I don't know that how realistic that is, but we shall see down the road. Coming back there, um, uh, the, the connection there, obviously, is Pete Carroll, who – uh, knew and worked with, uh, had Bo on his staff. Obviously, Pete is uh, a mentor of Ed Ogeron's, one of the mentors. So uh, that's the connection. The other connection is Corey Raymond. Corey Raymond worked for Bo Pelini, and so and 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 uh, Billy Bush knows him very well. The sa- the safety coach for LSU. So those two guys really vouch for him, as well as some other guys on the staff at LSU that really were comfortable with him, like Bo. Bo was very well liked at LSU. Uh, it's going to be an interesting personality issue. I'm always a believer that, you know, Ed's a high-energy, high-strung guy. Um, you know, one of the things, and, and, and I think that that uh, that's kind of the way Insminger approaches it. It's definitely the way uh, uh, Bo Pelini approaches it. I'm a belief that it takes a little bit of the yin, yin, and, the yin and the yang, as I'm trying to say. The Dave Aranda was the calm to all the chaos you know, defensive football is, yes, it's a lot of playing with your hair on fire, but it's about assignment football. And so I think it's going to be really important that there's, you, you know, and I don't know how this will work, quite frankly, and how it will blend. I think you can make it work. I think it can. But that's always the challenge of making sure that you've got the right blend of personalities. You know, Bo and Ed's personalities are going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Rutgers hired former Texas Tech special teams coordinator Adam Shearer to the same position there. He's a 23-year-old kid. He's been around, got some good experience. Um, he's really good um, uh, in, uh, at Bowling Green. His special teams are very good there. Worked closely with early, uh, Urban Meyer. Um, you, you know, um, in, in, a, in his stops 2017, uh, season he did, and then was Texas Tech, and so good, good experience, good connection, obviously, uh, good get for Greg Shannon's put together a really good staff, and Purdue hired Air Force defensive line coach Terrence Jamison to serve in the same capacity there. Comes over after spending one year on the staff with um, uh, Air Force. He um, worked at Texas Tech and FAU uh, previous to that, and then Maryland hired Colorado State uh, safety coach. George Hilo to serve as inside linebacker coach and special teams coordinator for the Terps. Um, 
this was the one gap remaining on the staff for Mike Loxley. He's been with Colorado State through the previous four campaigns. So um, he took uh, his first on-the-field coaching role at the college level during the last two seasons. So he's a guy that's got some background as a recruiter, which is important to Mike. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, folks, that is a, a look at the the uh, the most recent news in the Big Ten. I want to remind you, if you got a question that you want me to address on this show, go to LandryFootball.com, hit Contact Chris, and we will do that. Check out our great folks at 401K Generation. We wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for guys like that. So make sure that you check them out today. Um, 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states. Um, so make sure that you check them out today. Give them a call or a text. Tell them that you heard us, uh, heard about them from us, and they'll um, take good care of you. And answer some of your questions. No no commitment necessary. Just a good way to make connection Maybe you may need them down the road if you don't need them today. Go ahead and find Landry Football's conference call, will you, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Sign up. You'll get this podcast, the NFL podcast, uh, all really important to do so. Check out LandryFootball.com. More of this type of information all around the country. Um, that's what we're here for. Uh, obviously, NFL, college football. Recruiting, the draft, free agency, we've got it all covered for you. One-stop shopping football, like having your own scouting department for less than a magazine subscription. So check it out today at LandryFootball.com. You'll love it. A lot of great things uh, we've got prepared and excited about, so make sure that you join us over there. Hey, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thursday is Big 12 day, but as we always say, at the top we're going to be following the latest, certainly in recruiting, any coaching news, anything that goes on around the world of college football. We're going to have our the information. We're going to have the details of who, what, when, where, and whys of it. So make sure that you check it out today and tomorrow, Friday. Follow it every day because we're going to miss some things in your conference, even though it's not your quote-unquote conference's day. It's just a way to get more information to you by spreading it out a little bit more, covering the main things every day, and then getting into the minutia of what really went on over the previous week inside the conference. So it's kind of having a daily college football show and a weekly conference show all in one. So that's why we want to make sure that we have a college podcast dropping for you every day. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. 